Welcome to the Native Diamond Podcast. Oh, shit! What you waiting for? Please don't forget to like the video, hit subscribe, ring the bell. That way you're notified every time I drop a new episode of Native Native Diamond Diamond Podcast. Podcast. Feel free to drop a comment because I love hearing feedback from you guys. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. What's up, my dudes? Seth Mc here. This is Native Diamond Podcast. And today's guest is Tyler Tate from the metalcore band Hollow Front, based out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. What's going on, Tyler? Not much, man. Thanks for having me on here, Seth. Oh, yeah. I really appreciate you being on the show. How I start off every episode is with icebreaker questions. Just say the first thing that comes to mind. First question, Frankie from Amir or Franz from Attila? Frankie from Amir. First person shooter or role-playing game? Role-playing game. Uh, any that you're playing right now? Um, I just finished The Last of Us. It's not really a role-playing game, but before I was playing like The Witcher, um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I like fantasy style, like uh, RPGs, Skyrim. Nice. Pro wrestling or pro skateboarding? Shit. <laughs> pro wrestling. <laughs> Dayseeker or Wage War? Oh, man. That's, that's a tough one. <sighs> right now, Dayseeker. What's a song that's on repeat lately for you? Akudama by Alpha Wolf. Sick Breakdown or Sick Solo? That's tough, too. I mean, I would probably. I mean, I probably would prefer breakdowns over solos because not every solo is good, but a lot of breakdowns are good. So I'm gonna go breakdowns. What's your favorite pop song? I'm gonna go like old school, uh, some Backstreet's Back or something. You know, like some uh, <laughs> some '90s boy band shit. Give me some. Give me some boy band. Mosh pit or standing in the back? Would I be in the mosh pit or would I be staying in the back? Yeah, wh- yeah, which one Definitely would you? Definitely standing in the back. I'm, too, <laughs> yeah. I'm not, no, I'm too old and frail. That's my bandmates. <laughs> Mario Kart or Super Smash Brothers? Uh, I would say Mario Kart for sure, for me. I don't know if you watched a lot of 90s cartoons, but Doug or Gargoyles? Man, they're both on demand and I've watched both of those recently. I would have to go with Doug. Mm-hmm. I, I, like I'm was a huge Gargoyles fan when I was a kid, but I just think that the show itself was just more lighthearted and fun, and it was mm-hmm. just like a like a kid, you know, it was just like a, an, a a relatable kid, you know, at the time. Like Gargoyles is just like, oh, they're that's sick, you know. And I, <laughs> yeah. and I really hope they like they actually bring Gargoyles back. Like that'd be sick. Yeah, that would be sick. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of Gargoyles as of late. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, it's on Disney Plus. So, <laughs> yeah. Xbox or PlayStation? PlayStation. I've I've had them all. I've had every kind of console except for uh, I haven't had a Switch yet. But um, mm-hmm. I definitely would prefer PlayStation over Xbox. Fit for a King or In Hark's Wake? <laughs> oh man, I. Well, our manager's in Fit for a King, so. I would say Fit for King, yes, over In Heart's Wake. But that's tough mm-hmm. for me, mostly because I'm personal friends with a lot of the dudes in Fit for King. Yeah. But In Heart's Wake is super good. I mm-hmm. haven't really got – actually, like, I wasn't super into ARC or um, – I haven't really listened to their new singles, but I liked all their previous stuff. Um, but Fit for a King. What's the last piece of merch that you bought? <laughs> Oh, like paid for? Yeah. <laughs> um, man, I'm. People are gonna be like, "Wow, this guy sucks." <laughs> uh, I don't know to be honest. Like, cause I'm like, I'm cheap. Mm-hmm. Like that's my problem. Um, I think it was a wage war hoodie that I overpaid for. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I I can't remember when that was. That was a while ago, and I can't even fit in that anymore <laughs> that sucks so. <laughs> download or vinyl download i don't have a vinyl i don't have any vinyls me either <laughs> circle pit or wall of death i would wall of death someone's getting a concussion that, that's cool <laughs> past or future future joaquin phoenix or russell crowe oh come on man 
it's hard because you have like different like it's weird because like when Russell Crowe was like in the big like when like Gladiator because Joaquin Phoenix was in that movie mm-hmm. they they were opposite like super big now like Joaquin is way bigger than Russell Crowe Russell Crowe's in like I don't know the Mummy movie that came out three years ago <laughs> I don't remember oh I would say as now if we're going by recent Joaquin Phoenix because the Joker was oh well, yeah or Joker was a really good movie definitely definitely good movie which do you like playing more festival or club to be honest we've never played a festival mm-hmm. uh i would unless it's like one of them indoor okay i, I guess we did play a fest when i think festival for me i think like <clears throat> outdoor like warp tour yeah, but yeah, yeah we did we, we did play like an indoor like fest where they were like, like in two stages it was like white chapel and honestly i would rather play a club just because sitting at a venue for like 12 hours and then playing for 30 minutes of it is it's rough um yeah that makes sense but yeah no i mean if but if they're like hey warp tours back do you want to be on it yeah <laughs> <laughs> definitely so. i'm waiting on that day hopefully it'll come back i i i think something like i you know i just think at some point it's going to be like well, if we bring Warp Tour back, we're going to make a shit ton of money. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, get because it was, like, declining over the years, you know? Like, yeah. like, the acts weren't as good. And then if you just cut it off, be like, well, no more. And then, like, five, six years later, bring it back, it's going to explode. Maybe that's the strategy behind this. I, I hope so, because I'd like <laughs> to tour. <laughs> I'd like to do it. <laughs> That'd be awesome. DVD or movie theater? Movie theater. Dance, Gavin, Dance, or Silent Planet? Silent Planet. Grand Theft Auto or Animal Crossing? Grand Theft Auto. What's your favorite Grand Theft Auto? I would say San Andreas, just because it was just, like, so different. Like, from, like it was, like, Grand Theft Auto, like, 3 and uh, Vice City, like, but on crack. Like, you could, like... You could like make your dude super buff by working out. You could eat like food and get fat and get <laughs> haircuts and different outfits. And that was like when it really started to like change into like that. Like you could customize like how you look and stuff. And I thought that was really cool. And then they, they had a co-op mode too. That oh was yeah, they did. Um, but I obviously the graphics aren't, aren't as good as like Grand Theft Auto 5. But I just like the San Andreas was like that one that really stuck with me, you know. Definitely. I like the bike and the super jump. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like it was just like you like honestly, we just we just spent hours in co-op mode just driving around and doing mm-hmm. like ramping shit and like it was just a lot of fun. Like I felt like Vice City, like it was because San Andreas was a lot bigger, you know, you had more area. Mm-hmm. Like Vice City was like you're really in just in the city and Grand Theft Auto Three, you're really just like in the in the one area. You you only have like a certain amount that you you unlock to go to the next area but it's mm-hmm. like san andreas was like the first big like wow this is crazy definitely no i totally agree what's something that everyone like loves but you seem to hate i don't know if i can answer that i don't really hate anything off the top of my head mm-hmm. donald trump <laughs> <laughs> that's no, a good answer I I mean, it, it, I know a lot of people that don't like Donald Trump, but I guess that's, to me, I don't like Donald It's not that I, I don't know him personally, but I just don't really like him. So I guess that's, uh, um, it's not really a political thing. It's just a personal thing. <laughs> I get it. That's, that's a good that answer, I, though. I guess that I've, I mean, I'm sure there's other things like, like people like, like Kanye West. I don't like Kanye West. There's a lot more people that like Kanye West. I don't like that guy. You know, shit like that. <laughs> I feel you. Low gutturals or high screaming? If I had to choose between the two, I think the low gutturals are more brutal to mm-hmm. me. If I had to choose, but I'm I'm honestly just like not into either really. I'm like more of like <laughs> in the metalcore area of the screaming, like emotional side mm-hmm. of the screaming. Um but I think it I think it like those gutturals are some people do like them like long gurgles. They hold them forever. That's really impressive, like, for sure. <laughs> Crowd surfing or stage diving? I wouldn't do either of them. Let's just I'll put that out first because I, if I'm the guy standing in the back, I'm definitely not crowd surfing or jumping. But if, like, if I was on stage, I'd want people to be jumping off. That'd be right cool. On. Like, um, mm-hmm. We've had a few shows where people got up on stage and jumped off and then crowd surfed, you know. But, that, like, it, it doesn't happen as much as I would like. 
Right. Most annoying band ever. Uh, design the skyline. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they're a band anymore, but that's the first one that popped in my head because that they were annoying. Monster or Red Bull? Red Bull. People that listen to Five Finger Death Punch ruin Monster for everybody. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's it's like okay, it's cool. It was cool, and then you just ruined it. So Red Bull. Touring or recording? Touring, hands down. I love recording, and actually, we're going into the studio tomorrow to do some stuff. Um, nice. But after a while, it gets really taxing and exhausting because you've just been like trying to like be as creative as possible mm-hmm. in a room full of other people that are trying to be as creatively as creative as possible. Mm-hmm. And so, like after a few weeks of it, it's just like, Bleh. which I guess, <laughs> is, I guess, I guess touring is like that too because after a couple weeks of touring, you're exhausted and tired. But every night at the show. I could be like dead until like doors open and then I'm like awake and I'm like, okay, now I got to be in show mode where I got to talk to people. And like, and then people are always coming up and they're, they're nice and like they're there to see you and they're, they're, they're sweet. They want you to sign stuff. So like, it's nice to, it's not like you're dealing with um, like assholes all night, you know? So um, touring is definitely more fulfilling. You meet a lot of people, you go to new places, you see a lot of stuff. Um, that you don't think that, you know, probably you wouldn't have seen if you weren't touring. So definitely that. And last question, Android or iPhone? Oh man, iPhone. Cause I'm on, <laughs> that's what I have right now. Uh, I've had both. I think there's a, there's a benefit to either. I don't think either one, I don't think there's a wrong choice. Mm-hmm. Just like with Xbox or PlayStation, there's not really a wrong choice. It's just about what do you like more? And I got a, I got a MacBook and I, I was like, well, maybe I should get an iPhone. And then I got an iPhone and I got an Apple watch. And then, you know, just like it spiraled <laughs> off from there. Yeah. And I see you rocking the AirPods. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> well, anyways, thanks for playing my icebreaker questions. It's a good warm up and oh, hope you had that was fun. fun, man. That yeah, was definitely. Fun. So what have you been up to lately? <laughs> well, nothing really. Like, you know, Corona came in, killed all of our tours. Mm-hmm. Um, killed my job so i haven't really been working um but i mean we put out an album uh like a week and a half ago so i mean we were super busy all of may and like most like the first couple weeks of june just like trying to make sure everything got out on time like pre-orders and getting all the merch like ordered and printed and shipped Mm -hmm. in on time and so it was a lot of that a lot of like promoting a lot of um I, I do a lot of like our simple graphics, like Photoshop work and stuff. So I was doing a lot of that, um, some video work, you know, like talking to managers and talking to just, we were busy like with band stuff in the last couple months, um, for our new album, Loose Threads. That's what we, that's what I've been doing. Uh, mm-hmm. just band focusing on band. And I have, I have two, uh, small boys, uh, nine and five. So oh, wow. we've been, we've been swimming and we've been hanging out and, and trying to enjoy the summer it's a little hot right now but we're enjoying it nice so what do you do for like regular work uh well right now i don't do anything because of corona but usually like factory work i've I've done that pretty much my whole adult life i'm trying to get away from that um obviously i would love for like music to be like my full-time like paying gig Mm-hmm. And I know that it's possible with touring, <laughs> but, um, so I'm, I'm, you know, once the world kind of like gets back to normal, whenever that's going to be, that'll be exact. That'll be my job. Touring will be touring probably as much as, as any of the favorite, any of your favorite bands. I hope. That's yeah, the goal. definitely. Well, I hate to ask you those painful questions. <laughs> I know <laughs> it's been rough lately. It's been rough for everyone. I'm pretty sure. It is, it's, you know, I mean, for us, it was kind of like a blessing, not that we are like happy it happened because we had three tours that got canceled. But mm-hmm. if it wasn't for Corona, our album wouldn't be out right now. We would have held, we were, we were holding on to it for specific, for specific reasons. Mm-hmm. And we, we had been sitting on it for well over a year. And, you know, when Corona came, it just felt like, we're not doing anything. We're not actually like promoting ourselves on the road, which was why, you know, we were holding out. We were just going to keep touring. We had three tours that we had planned and that got canceled. 
and you know we were just going to grind on the road and then then put the album out um but that didn't work out so we just thought let's put the album out you know let's let's do that now instead of waiting six months down the road you know let's just Mm -hmm. take advantage of the time off because if it wasn't honestly if it wasn't for corona i wouldn't i probably wouldn't have had as much time that i put into like the release i was working more hours a week doing this than i was at like a regular job (laughs) (laughs) yeah i totally get that do you listen to any podcasts or have you just been listening to music like what's going on yeah i have a few podcasts that i listen to they're not really well i've been listening to um tuck from fit for a king he has a new podcast it's called Mm -hmm. get tucked i have been listening to that um he talks to like uh other musicians in the genre and he's got some Fipper King episodes too with like Ryan and uh, Jared and uh, Bob and like their guitar player, Daniel. So like, like that, I've been listening to that, but I also listen to like, um, it's called That's Why We Drink and, mm-hmm. and That's Why We Drink. And it's like a murder slash ghost story podcast. <laughs> nice. And uh, one of the, one of the hosts gets really drunk while they do it. So, <laughs> you know, and the other one, the other one doesn't drink, but they just, they're funny. Uh, I listened to like last podcast on the left. It's called. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that one's cool. Um, I'm into like I'm into like murder, like true crime. Mm-hmm. Like I, I to me like as morbid as like fucked up as it is. Like it's, <laughs> it, it's it's to me it's interesting. Like the human psyche is like what drives somebody to being crazy like that. Just do crazy things. Um, yeah. Other than that, nah, nothing really. I don't really drive a lot and that's when I listen to podcasts when I'm driving okay. or, or if I'm working full time, I listen to a lot of podcasts, but haven't been. Right. Well, I feel you on that. What uh, new releases have you been checking out? Hollow front. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, um, I listened to, I haven't listened to them enough to like gather how I feel, but um, mm. the cur- new currents album. Oh yeah. 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 I listen to that. Uh, I've listened to that album twice. I like it. I just need to listen to it more, I think. And mm-hmm. uh, the new Ghost Inside album. Oh, uh, right I on. To that. I haven't listened to the new Amir album yet. I haven't heard great things. Yeah. Um, but I've also heard mixed reviews, like, which you're going to get on every release, you know? Right. I don't know. I've been listening to Amir a lot. Uh, I'm a fan, so I like it. And I've been oh, yeah. obviously listening to you guys a lot. You guys have been a Thank repeat you. for me. I mean, current currents gr- like grew on me. At first, I was like, I don't know. But now I'm like, you know, I keep falling back on it. So there's obviously something there. So there's like their last, their, their, their first full length that they put out with Sharp Tone, um, The Place I Feel Safest. Like that, that album to me is just like, top tier so like for them for them to even like come close to topping that uh, for me is pretty impressive and I think they're just for for me they're like that band that I strive to be like that's where I want to be in my career Mm -hmm. that's the next step I want I want to be like because Currents gets like all them sick opening slots on all those really good tours and Mm -hmm. like that's 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 like my goal you know and I've met I met Currents well I met their vocalist Brian a fit for a king show in grand rapids and uh he was super cool and super nice so oh yeah um is there any like band or like person that you feel like you would be like starstruck if you met them oh i actually yes howard jones like so (laughs) i actually i have a good story i never got to see him because i think he was in his tour bus but Mm -hmm. uh fit for a king um was on tour with uh ice nine kills and light the torch Mm-hmm. and uh like the torch has howard jones as, as as their vocalist now or is there he's their vocalist and they were so i went backstage and i i was like if i run into howard jones i'm probably gonna like stand and go oh because <laughs> like kill switch engage is like like one of my all-time favorite like metalcore bands like mm-hmm. i don't really do favorites like i told you that earlier like i don't do I don't do favorites. Like I don't have a favorite thing like specifically, but if I have like clumped together and favorite groups, you know, like mm-hmm. Killswitch Engage is definitely in that metalcore genre. Like 2004, when I heard End of Heartache, I was just like, I have to 
be that good, which I don't think I ever will be. But <laughs> Howard, Howard Jones has just got that soulful voice and his screams are just super clear. And mm-hmm. um, I just think he is, he's a really good vocalist. So I think that that would be the, the first off the top of my head. But I think if I think if I met like Corey Taylor or just like anybody that I've ever idolized, mm-hmm. I think that I would probably have a hard time like not fangirling over them, you know. Like <laughs> I feel you on that. Um are you a big fan of Jesse from Killswitch? Oh, I love I love their um oh, I can't remember the name of it now. But the album that came out right right when Jesse came back, so after Howard left. Mm-hmm. Cause I didn't really like the the Killswitch self-titled, the one Howard was on right before he, he left. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was for me. I think I think everybody in the band feels, and Killswitch even feels that way. Um, <laughs> that just wasn't a very good album. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that you know Howard left, and then they got Jesse. I think that was like such a good fit, you know, like to bring him back. It just was like full circle. Mm-hmm. Now I kind of, and then I kind of hope like, not that I want to like quit or anything but if he quits then i hope howard jones comes back and it's just like <laughs> just like a revolving door like over and over that'd be sick that would be sick but that's awesome though um so you know like i've checked out your merch and all your artwork and stuff like that i like the tattoo inspired artwork for the band uh what is like the thought behind that to be honest it's something we kind of stumbled into like um wasn't like that was just like our first ep we put out homewrecker um we just kind of started doing that style like we liked it and uh, we've been working with the same uh same designer um his name's frankie mish he's in a band called sleep waker from michigan from grand rapids um so we worked with him um and his company eventide design company and he does like all of our merch and we just decided to like we like the we like the aesthetic of the brand continuing like every album cover we have has like a tattoo like style mm-hmm. like something that like that that was like the goal like we want somebody to tattoo that that on them so if we make it look like traditional tattoo style like hopefully people will get it tattooed on them and it works really cool yeah <laughs> for, especially for our hourglass like um from our still life ep like we have so many people that have gotten tattoos that are either identical or like like they've interpreted that their own way, which I like those ones better. I like the the ones that are like, oh, we're gonna take the hourglass, but we're gonna add something to it, or you know, it's just it's been cool seeing like how people will make it their own. Mm-hmm. Right. That's really dope, dude. You might see one pop up on my leg sometime soon. Who knows? Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> um. So like, I was like looking at your merch or whatever, and you guys are like selling it out. Like when can we expect more merch? <laughs> so like when, with the pre-orders, like we just were overwhelmed to be honest, poor, our poor bass player, Brandon, uh, he does all the merch, like mm-hmm. he packages it and ships it out. And this poor guy had like 300 plus orders to do. And like, we just, we just never expected it to be as, as, and I mean, it's not as big as like other, you know, I'm sure there's bands out there that are doing thousands upon thousands of pre-orders. Mm-hmm. But for us, like that was a big deal, you know? Um, so yeah, like we ran out of merch quickly the, and then we had to re-up and then we ran out again and we're really limited, but we have like old merch that we want to get like put up for sale. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do that. Like, so within the next week or two, I don't know when this is going to air, but it, it might've already happened depending on when this airs. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were doing like a, like a, I don't know, like a 30 to 40% off sale, like all their old backlog merch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll re up the merch from the album. Like we'll, we'll have, we'll have a steady supply after that. Cause like right now we've just like been so bombarded with orders. <laughs> like we just been selling crate. Like we did a bleach shirt mm-hmm. and we had yeah. enough. We, we thought we had enough printed for an entire week just based off of like old sales that we've done. Mm-hmm. and we're like we this will last about a week we can do a week sale and whatever's left over we'll just put back in inventory they sold out in two days dude like it was Shit. it was <laughs> insane and we're like and people are like how does this sell out it's supposed to be another five days i'm like sorry we only we honestly only got enough because we we didn't think we would sell as, mm-hmm. as much so th- those are definitely going to come back um 
all our merch from the album is going to get restocked and then we're going to get new stuff. Like we've been talking about doing like some summer stuff, like uh, maybe like a basketball jersey. Oh, sick. Yeah. Um, Some like shorts, you know, shit like that. We'll probably be like more like towards like the end of July, early August. We'll probably do some small little runs. Dude, that's really dope. Um, yeah, because I was I was gonna buy something and I was like, well, shit. <laughs> so I'm just gonna wait. But um, I'll yeah. take a bit. It's, I'll take it's a bit. Yeah, it's been rough for us because it's definitely it's a learning process because like I think I feel like we've just been growing at such a like in a like a quick rate. Like we're not ready for mm-hmm. it really. Like so we we've been talking about like you know finding ways to up our merch like production and possibly even like going to like one of them um they the print for print for order sites like merch oh, yeah, now yeah. or um absolute merch or something like that to basically keep up with our demand because it's like it's more than we can like more than we can keep up with at the moment mm-hmm. well that's a good problem to have <laughs> i agree i agree it's it's, <laughs> it's it's been a good problem but also like to figure out quickly so it's definitely on a definitely on my mind definitely um well anyway so like what are some influences for you because i know a lot of people credit you with like awesome vocals and shit like that so like what were your influences coming up early influences were Corey taylor uh chester bennington Mm -hmm. um jonathan davis just any of those like new metal like early 2000s vocalists uh Mm -hmm. Chad Gray from Mudvayne was like a big influence of mine, like early on, you know, like, and then once I heard like, like metalcore, it became like Tim Lambesis, um, even though he tried to have his wife murdered. I, <laughs> I, I forgive you, Tim. And um, uh, Howard Jones. Um, and then I started to get into like, like deathcore. So then it became like Phil Bozeman, uh, Mitch Lucker, um, like those kind of dudes. Mm-hmm. And then um, got into metalcore, like 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 more of like a modern modern like um, so. Jonathan Vigil from Ghost Inside is like a big um, influence of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, even Ryan, that. even Ryan, our voc, or not our vocalist. I'm the vocalist. Uh, our manager, <laughs> um, he's definitely like I love his vocal style. And um, God, there, there's other uh, uh, Daniel from Gideon. I really like his style. Oh yeah. Um, like those kind of like really like raw like metalcore screams that are just like you can tell they're just like belting it from their soul. Mm-hmm. That's like my especially right now like I love those kind of vocals the most. Yeah, the truth. Definitely, I I can see all those influences in you know your style for sure. Um, do you think like metalcore is like turning around now i know it kind of phased out for a while but you know obviously with the success of your streams do you think it's gonna like pop off again you know i don't know <laughs> I, exactly like, i i feel like we've gotten lucky like i i know we're i know that we're talented and people really like the music and they connect with like the lyrics and stuff but i think a lot of it is luck like we got mm-hmm. we got lucky with our first like releases getting noticed on um this Dreambound uh, music video channel on YouTube. Um, we got lucky with Spotify playlists. We got lucky with just people like being like the internet. It was just like I, because I've been in twelve bands in like the last sixteen years, and wow, everything everything I've learned in all those years culminated to where when Hollow Front like when Hollow Front started, it was the perfect time because that's when like Spotify was super easy for you to get. Like before, it was like, how do we do that? You know, how do we get on? Mm-hmm. all these streaming sites like we don't know how to like i was oblivious and then you know you join up you, you the internet just basically handed it to us i think you know and like just the people we've met and had been able to work with and that have taken taken chances on us like i don't know if metalcore is i don't know if it's ever went away or if it's coming back i just think we personally have gotten lucky uh, um there's a lot of really good metalcore bands that don't have the streams that we do that should mm-hmm. um we also pay an ass load in marketing <laughs> so that, that might that might be a reason that helps too um i think metalcore is is has never like sway like look at parkway drive and like mm-hmm. those bands that have like maybe they've moved away from their sound a little bit but or 
you know, but they're still packing out massive venues, you know. They're yeah, packing, definitely. You know, Parkway Drive, you know, could fill up, probably fill up a festival. You know, they they do. They, they headline festivals and they have 30, 40,000 people watching them. You know, Ask Alexandria, they still are going strong, even though they're not as what they used to be. I think mm-hmm. I think the bands are just evolving, you yeah. know. And metal, and like, a lot of people don't like that. Maybe, like, Wage War is a good example. Like, mm-hmm. like they're not what they were in 2015. Some, that, that pisses some people off. But I think, I think metalcore musicians are understanding that they need to adapt and evolve and grow if they want to continue their careers because metalcore isn't like the most you know it's not the most um profitable genre of music <laughs> yeah that totally makes sense i see where you're coming from for sure. um so like what were some memorable shows for you like growing up and like going out to and checking it out oh i saw slipknot in 2003 that was life changing for me. I was thirteen, and I was just neck deep in hot topic gear, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just, I was just like a little goth kid that like was just in the Slipknot, and it was a, it was a really, really good show. Um, and then another show would be fast forward in ten years or so, but um, I saw Under Oath on their reunion tour, mm-hmm. and they did. Um, they're only chasing safety and define the great line like back to back. And like, to me, that was like when I was like 15, like I was super into, into under oath and like those albums. And like, to me, that was just a great, great concert and seeing kill switch for the first time. That was a really good one. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing Slipknot again in 2016. That was, that was even better. I think than the first time I saw him cause I was 21 and I could drink. So that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, I've been to so many concerts, but there's only a few that I could think of. And there's a lot of bands that I didn't get to see that I'm sad about, like Linkin Park, never got to see them. Oh, yeah. Um, just like, yeah, shit like that. Like, I, I, there's, there's concerts I wish I could have went to that I, that I wish I would have just spent the money on at the mm-hmm. time and missed out on. That's all right. Um, how many times did you go to Warp Tour growing up? Never, never, not once ever went. Oh, really? Holy shit. I, uh, by the time I found out about Warp Tour, I was just like, I just wasn't like going to shows that much. I was in bands, but they were like, at the time, it was more like deathcore and like Warp Tour just wasn't really my scene. Plus, like standing outside in the heat all day just doesn't sound like too much fun <laughs> for me. Like, I would love to tour on Warp Tour and like sit in my van or under a tent or, you know, whatever. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. But not like those like never interested me. Like, um, personally yeah i totally feel that it was it was pretty rough sitting out there in the sun and then you drink it all day it's just you leave with a headache but you have a good time for sure for sure i know like <laughs> i'm I'm pretty sure most of my band members have been to warp tour um but i just i just never got in never got into it um so what was it like growing up in michigan for you cold <laughs> no uh <laughs> simple i don't know easy you know, privileged, I guess. I don't know. I had a pretty good childhood. Um, just, you know, normal middle class. You know, my parents didn't, my parents didn't have a lot of money, but they, we had everything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it wasn't like, you know, Michigan is just the winters to me are like the worst. I hate the snow and ice and cold. Like, I think I could deal with the cold. It's just like dr- trying to drive places. Like it's, it's, it's like hella inconvenient, <laughs> you know? So um other than that though i love i love this state it's it's chill mm-hmm. um the summer i mean right now it's really hot but let's go out go swimming there's there's a river or a lake or something any pretty much everywhere you can go the up is beautiful camping's really nice here we got we got a bunch of lakes great lakes mm-hmm. plus i'm only like three hours from chicago two hours from detroit like i'm not like i'm not like i could go places you know not it's mm-hmm. not like it's not like I'm in Idaho or <laughs> something Wyoming or just nothing around me. I'm, I'm pretty much centered in between two pretty decently sized cities. Mm-hmm. So it's, I love Michigan. So, yeah. Uh, where do you go for like vacay if you live in Michigan? Oh, when I was a kid, we used to go to Florida a lot. 
Oh, really? So we do like Disney. Um, as an adult, touring is my only vacation. <laughs> um, actually, I did take a solo backpacking um, trip in the UP last year, um, which was super cool. Like I did like three or four days where I was just like by myself uh, hiking to waterfalls and sleeping in my truck. Nice. And, um, stuff like that. I think like for me, I like going to interesting places. New Orleans was a really big one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, just like because of all the history and just like the, it's interesting but I also like like just standing by a really quiet lake with like just wind like just give me <laughs> just give me some silence for a while that'd be awesome so I could do either or uh, now that you mentioned touring I have to ask because I ask everyone on the show but like what are some funny tour stories that you can think of Speaking of New Orleans, <laughs> um, so we had an, on our last tour, we we ran into a couple of friends, um, actually twice, um, our friends in Bro Job and our friends in this, uh, Left to Suffer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've heard of any of those bands, but um, mm-hmm. so they're, they were on a tour and we ran into them in the cold ass Ohio because it was like <laughs> January. And then we realized that we were literally crossing paths again. They were coming from Florida to Texas. We were going from Texas, like, north. So we just decided to meet up in New Orleans. So we get there. We start drinking. And by 6 o'clock, we're in the strip clubs. And <laughs> this is it – gets, it, gets, it gets exponentially more wild as time goes on. We're just – we're just in a strip club. They're like, all right, everybody in bro jobs just going nuts. They got, they're like, it's like they've never seen a stripper before. They're just giving them all their money. And <laughs> I'm trying my best not to because I know how expensive strippers are. And like, I'm drinking too. So I'm just like blowing all this money, like on one day out of a, you know, it's one day out of a two and a half week tour. And I'm mm-hmm. just blowing money. The whole band is because we're just like, we're in New Orleans. Ah! <laughs> and like so everyone gets drunk we start losing people and down bourbon street there's so many strip clubs so like you just walk in you don't have to pay to get in you just walk in you gotta like buy drinks to like sit in there mm-hmm. but you we lost everybody so we were had to go into multiple strip clubs trying to find our friends because they're just like wandering around drunk and just willy-nilly and then i I'm drunk and I'm like, well, I need some beignets. So we went and got like, I don't know if you know what those are. They're like powdered donuts. Yeah. yeah. But they're like French. And um, so then we were just, we were just all, everyone was lost. We're just all scattered across New Orleans, downtown in the French Quarter. And I'm like, all right, Holofront's got to leave. Because we had to, like a seven and a half hour drive. Um, our, our drummer's underage, so he wasn't drinking. So he was our DD. Mm-hmm. Um, and he couldn't go in the strip clubs either because he had to be 21, so he had to sit outside. <laughs> so poor him. But he, we gathered everybody up, and I had to like, I was drunk, and I was trying to wrangle all these people to get to our van because it was like two miles away. We had to walk, so we're just like trying not to get by cars. We finally get to the van, and like the vocalist from Bro Job is just sitting outside our van, and I'm like, didn't he? he we lost him hours ago. He's like, I just came back to the van and I'm just like, I'm like, I'm like, are you all right, dude? And he's like, yeah, but my phone's dead. And I'm like, and I don't have my keys. I'm like, oh, (laughs) shit. So we called like some of his band members and was like, yeah, he's over here. And they're like, all right, we'll come there and get him when we get, when we figure it, when we want to, I guess. Like, Mm. we'll we'll get there when we get there kind of deal. I was like, sorry, dude, we got a seven hour drive. We got to leave. So we just left him there. <laughs> but uh it was just like a full day of like seafood and drinking and strip clubs and I got talked in I got talked into one one lap dance and then I had to get the hell out of there because I spent like 60 bucks I was like I gotta get out of here I was like this is these temptress temptresses man they're just trying to <laughs> steal all my money and it was working so I had to go <laughs> We've had That's a lot great. of we've had, we've had a lot of cool we've had a lot of cool stories and experiences on tour, but that that was that's the most recent one. That was our last tour, so that was fun. Where did the name come from? 
we did not come up with it oh, really? <laughs> to be honest all right so when hollow front started i was i was uh getting divorced mm-hmm. it was kind of like a it was kind of just supposed to be like an outlet it wasn't really like gonna be serious the internet kind of uh pushed us to be serious but so like i didn't really care what the name was like i just wanted a good name and we had hollow we had the hollow part but we just cannot come up with i knew i wanted hollow something and i just we cannot come up with the other part and our our merch designer frankie mist from sleep waker actually had a project that he never it never got off the ground but it was called hollow front he had a logo made already (laughs) and we're just like whatever we'll take it like i know that's not like like people are some people ask me and they want like this like super like heartfelt story how i came up with the name but like that's the truth like we did not come up with it at the time i did not there was no touring plans there was Mm -hmm. no we didn't even we we hadn't even recorded a song yet so like we were just we didn't there was no expectations of what hollow front i thought hollow front was just going to be like every other band i joined that just Mm -hmm. you know did did I had fun with those bands, but they just never went anywhere. It was hard coming up with a name, so I was just happy to have one. So yeah, that's the story. <laughs> no, I like the story. I like it when it's like unexpected and fate just steps in and all of a sudden it just happens. Yeah, we just weren't we weren't really picky. Like we we thought it sounded cool and like it fit like the sound that we were going for. And you know, we didn't ever expect it to get out of Grand Rapids. So like that was just like <laughs> we didn't care. That's really cool because, like, with this podcast, I'm, I'm just winging it like everyone else. But, I mean, I would never expect to talk to you from Holofront. I mean, but here I am. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I love doing these things. They're super fun. Mm-hmm. It's like meeting meeting somebody that wants to talk because, like, I feel like when I talk to, like, my friends now, it's like, hey, Tyler, what are you up to? What are you been up to? <laughs> Holofront, Holofront, Holofront. And they're like, oh, we don't care about Holofront. Shut up. <laughs> like, yeah. um like when I'm talking to someone like you, you're actually like asking me questions that I that I you know, can actually answer, and mm-hmm. like we're talking about my pet. This is my this is my dream, my life, you know. So, so it's something I'm passionate about. It's easy to talk about. I feel that. I mean, this is something I'm passionate about. Um, talking exactly. to different metalcore bands. I just I, I still believe in the genre. I feel like it's still it's still very I mean, much relevant. I think man. it's kicking, man. I think it's <laughs> I think. I think it's changing and I think that some people don't like that. Yeah. Which is understandable. It's nobody likes a lot of people don't like change, which is, you know, mm-hmm. that's just the world. It's human beings. I'm digging it, man. And I'm I'm like Dayseeker and like those bands are still metalcore bands. That's a metalcore band, but they're oh, like yeah. a it's like a pop poppy metalcore. Like I'm I'm digging it, you know. Like I, I like that kind of um or like um uh, the word alive or like a band like that. That's a metalcore band. They're just not they're just not heavy like wage war used to be or you know like yeah, they, yeah. that's that's what metal like metalcore to me is just like it's just like all of those like the metal influence core influence bands put together like before it was like oh it's just like kill switch and asley dying are metalcore but yeah, now yeah. You, you have you like even like all the jet bands like volumes and stuff those are metalcore bands like those are just they're just mm-hmm. influenced and they've they've innovated and done their own thing with the within the genre definitely yeah i think like i don't know you know how like metal is like categorized like things that you wouldn't really consider metal but they are you know what i mean like i don't know like like the new ozzy or whatever you wouldn't really put that together with like metallica but you know it's still metal it's still in the metal yeah it's still in that um that metal spectrum Mm -hmm. you know that i mean we're all we're all i mean death metal black metal gore metal whatever grind <laughs> grind core like all that shit's all it's all encompassed into whatever metal whenever metal decided to be a genre i don't know when that whenever that was right um so you had mentioned like you know you have some management and fit for a king or whatever so mm-hmm. are you guys independent or are you guys signed we're independent as of now for sure um not that we haven't tried to talk to labels or haven't talked to labels. Um, just right at this moment, we're independent for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we just have Ryan. Um, we actually have two managers, um, but Ryan's just kind of like our, he was our original manager and now we work with um, Fit for a Kings manager. Um, and then we got some new booking agents just recently. So like 
pretty much ever since loose threads since we dropped the loose threads video like the single like it's been like we've been getting a lot more our team has grown mm-hmm. like like within this last month like it went from like two people to like five people so like we're we're definitely building a team to successfully join that echelon of metalcore bands like Dayseeker and era and like just try to get to that level that makes sense do you guys think you will like end up being signed or are you guys gonna stay independent i think we'll sign for sure um i think there's just a benefit like and and obviously our managers want us to sign so like that that's that's definitely taking their advice is important to me you know like they they've been working in this industry ryan and fifford king i mean they've been (laughs) seven years at least that i've known that they've been like hitting it hard, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and their manager's been with them the whole time. So I trust their decision and what they want to do. Um, I'm glad that we're releasing Loose Threads independently. I think it's going to help us financially, like way more than if we had signed to label and they, cause we'd paid for it all ourselves. We paid for all the artwork. We paid for all the marketing. We paid for, you know, like we paid for all the merch. We paid for all, like everything was all us. So mm-hmm. it was nice that it's nice that we get to put that out and like, we'll profit from that and then whatever next that we do it'll be hopefully with a label depending on i think it's just like finding the right one it's not it's not just signing to the first one that gives you a a deal you know Mm -hmm. you know like nowadays like nowadays you just have like depending on like your streams and just like because the internet and it's the way that music is consumed now is so much different even than five years ago Oh, so yeah. it's like we have a little bit I feel like a little bit more of a negotiating position because we do we can put out a successful release by ourselves so I think that was a good thing for us to be independent now and then but yeah I think we will sign because that'll help us get better tours that'll help us it'll just help us grow because I feel like I feel like let's say we sign to uh, I'll just throw like a fearless records. I'll just throw that out there. Like mm-hmm. that automatically just puts us like, it takes us out of that. Like, Oh, they're a DIY band. Now they're like, I feel like people would just find it more legit, you know, like they right. see us like just, it is for clout. I mean, it is. And they're, they have resources that even our managers don't have. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a smart thing to do for sure. Dude, that's awesome. Um, so, like, what's the biggest show that you remember playing with, like, Hollow Front? What was the lineup? Well, we played a couple sold-out shows. We, I would say, like, actually in the room, Born of Osiris, mm-hmm. Oceano, um, Last 10 Seconds of Life, and it was us, and then another band opened. It was, like, completely and utterly packed to the brim when we played. Um, it was like about 400 plus people, mm-hmm. um, which isn't like a lot. I know that we've, we've played shows where like the headliners have way more, you know, like, like <laughs> we played a, like that festival with like Whitechapel and stuff that like indoor festival, um, had like 3000 people when Whitechapel played, but we didn't have 3000 people, you know, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, probably about that. Or we, we played a sold out, uh, we came as Romans show in Indianapolis. That was like 500 people. But when we opened, it wasn't, like, complete to capacity. And then we opened for Motionless and White in last September in Detroit, and that one was 500, and that one was packed. Like, I couldn't even – they. I was at the merch table. They didn't have, like, a hallway from – a way to get to the back. <laughs> like, so mm-hmm. I had to, like, try to, like, excuse me, I got to play a show now and, like, come through the go through the crowd. And, like, it was, like, sardines, man. They were just, like, packed, packed. You know, this is before coronavirus, you know, and six six feet apart. So everyone was just, uh, and I'm just like, I got to play a show in two minutes. <laughs> but no, though, yeah, like uh, probably the Born of Osiris show, though, which was which was cool because it was in Grand Rapids. Mm-hmm. So it was like we, we had a lot of like hometown fans and it was just like a really good turnout. Um, so like as far as the writing process for the entire band, um, do you like specifically just write the lyrics and – Everyone just comes with the instrumentation? Uh, I mean, I don't actually have any, like, <clears throat> say in how – like, I have a say in how the song sounds. Like, 
that like I'll be like that part and eh, I don't like that part you know like um but no I'm not like a musician so I don't really like come up with the parts I just know what sounds good and what I don't like but yeah I mostly do just lyrics um mm-hmm. but I'm involved in 100% of all of the the writing process and I'm I'm there even like I'm there even when like other band members aren't you know so mm-hmm. I've I've just like I've just dozed I've dove nose nose first into Hollow Front <laughs> pretty much because I mean I'm the only original member. Oh now. really? Yeah. So um, it's become my baby. It's become my little. You know, I was trying to like. Eh. <laughs> i'm just like protecting it and like i'm I, I like to be involved like like it's my child and i'm i'm raising it to you know i'm raising my child mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense um, well like no we like um we we work with um we've worked with the same producer on all of our all, all of our records so he's been involved he's helped write some stuff um we're not like a band that's like we do all of our own things and nobody helps us. Like <laughs> we've had help. Like, and if a, if a chorus is, if a chorus is hard, we're like, all right, we'll get some outside, outside, uh, outside perspective on it. You know, like, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, like Dakota will sit down with our producer who plays guitar. So they'll both play guitar. They'll both come up with the parts. Bass player, poor Brandon. He just kind of like has to play with the guitars to come up with. Um, <laughs> And then Devin, our drummer, is very um, instrumental in like coming up with the beats and stuff. So that, I mean, I feel like if you if you go back, if you listen to Loose Threads and listen to the drumming, especially because Loose Threads has live drums on it, and our all of our previous stuff was all just programmed drums. Oh wow, I didn't like, know that. So so if you go back and listen to like the differences of like playing style. Cause like me and me and Lee, our producer came up with the drums on the first couple <laughs> records. Like it's nothing special, but like now it's just like elevated. Like it's like, it's like going to one of them fancy sport or one of them fancy like clubs where you got to wear a jacket. <laughs> and I think that's what like, I feel like that's how like, like his, his creativity behind the drum kit helped us write a few of our best songs on this new record. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to ask like, what song in your opinion is like the most emotional and like what is that song about oh crap oh a lot i mean all of our songs are emotional Mm -hmm. i think panic to me is probably for me personally because i do talk about my children in that song um which i never really have before but um that song's about like it was kind of like when i decided that i was gonna quit my job Mm-hmm. that I had that I had the time complete 100% of my time into the band we're gonna tour we're gonna we're gonna grow we're gonna be on the road a lot um and I was like having bad anxiety about it like panic attacks and like I just felt like am I doing the right thing am I am I hurting my kids in the long run by trying to live out my dreams and I think that, that that's a, something I struggle with still now you know like mm-hmm. i think it'll, it's gonna get even worse the the more the bigger hollow front gets i don't want to try to say the word the lyrics are now because i'll probably fuck it up but the <laughs> gist of the lyrics is that if my kids had a dream i would tell them to follow it no matter what like 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 i understand like but like i i i don't say i'm a bad dad i just i think that i do let hollow front sometimes be it's just like always it there, you know, it's like, I'm mm-hmm. always thinking about it, always doing it, but I'm still like parent. I still have my kids like 50% of the time. Um, my ex-wife has them the other 50%, like they're here right now outside swimming, but they, you know, like it's tough because I just don't, I don't want to hurt my children, but I also don't want to regret not following through with hollow front because it's, mm-hmm. it is like growing to a point that we will be on the road. Like, like Fit for a King or like all those other bands like that you that you know of in metalcore. Um, mm-hmm. So to me, that song is personal, and I've I've cried a few times listening to it because yeah, I do dive into that like like the scares the shit out of me. This whole <laughs> trying like this metalcore thing, this like trying to tour and be like trying to be a successful in it. You know, it it mm-hmm. it's, it's scary, and having children makes it even worse. So. <laughs> To me, that's what that song is is pretty much about. But every song on the album, well, besides like Ghosted, 
I think Ghosted is the only song on the new album where I was like completely burnt out and I got help mm-hmm. writing the lyrics from Dakota, our guitar player. And even Devin has a line in there that he got to make up. I was just like, we had been in the studio for almost four or five weeks and I was just like tapped. <laughs> and um, the song turned out really, really good. Um, but like songs like Panic and Afflicted, Wishful Thinking even, those songs are super, even though they're dark, like they're personal. Um, Serendipity is a really, really personal song to me on the record. Left Behind. <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> you know, majority of the songs are about my personal feelings. Like shit, I just thought in my head and they put it on paper. That's really dope, dude. Um, so like I have to ask, and maybe maybe I'm asking for myself, but I know I'm asking for a lot of people too. But like, say you have a dream and say like you have a job that kind of interferes with how much you're able to do like said dream or whatever. Um, What would be your advice for like tackling that? Like, should you kind of maybe take a step back in order to move forward with your dream? Like, what is your take on that? I don't think there's ever a right time to do what you love. You know, like, I feel like it's like always something bills, kids, girlfriends, whatever car problems you know credit card bill you know just debt you know just Mm -hmm. all these things stop you from doing the things that you want to do which I think I've done a pretty good job of like cutting my like I could like I've I've been so living off barely anything for the last couple years you know just trying to I'm I'm gonna be a metalcore musician I gotta start being poor Mm -hmm. um kind of mentality um but I think it's like what do you want out of life do you want do you want to be financially stable or do you want to be like stimulated mentally and just have a fulfilling life? I guess. I don't know. It, it's it's mm-hmm. tough because there's, it's not like, let's say I wanted to quit Holofront and just get a full-time career. That wouldn't be wrong. That would be my choice. I think I would regret it. Um, because why did I quit? Because maybe I was having some hard financial hardships and I, you know, I, I needed a real career, a real person job, but mm-hmm. then 20 years down the line, that real person job, I might get fired or they might close or that something might happen. I have to get a different job. And it was like, what was the point? Like, you know, I could have, I could have been happy. I think is, do you want to be happy or do you want to be miserable? <laughs> that's, I think that's, that's so the, true. But at the same time, you got to understand that doing what you love also brings misery. Cause like being in a band isn't, easy all the time like i've had plenty of plenty of moments where this band has made me depressed um you know just like it's expectation and like um putting a lot of pressure on yourself and and like wanting to do better like like loose threads like i was like especially like releasing some of the singles like with singing on it i was very nervous i was just like are people gonna like this like (laughs) are, are, are are we are we doing the right thing are we we're doing what we want that that that's 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 and that's the point where I'm getting at is just do what you feel is right. Like mm-hmm. don't listen to your parents. Don't listen. Cause a lot of people are like, well, you need to work at a factory and like get a 401k and like, yeah, that's great. Um, but not if you're an amazing photographer or an amazing artist or don't, don't waste your talents, you know, figure out a way to do both until you can do the, what you love, I guess is what, mm-hmm what I would do. Um, if you really are passionate about something, you'll work a full-time job and do it, do that full-time too, which I did with hollow front for the last four years until pretty much, pretty much till Corona. But mm-hmm. I, I took all, I took pretty much all last year off. You know, I had, I had enough savings for my job and like we were doing the record. So I was like, I want to, I want to be here all the time. I don't want to go to work and come here, be tired get up, go to work, come here, be, you know, I just didn't want to do that. So that was why I took time off. And then once things started to like slow down, I got a job again. But to me, like a job is just that it's a job. It's going to pay my bills, but I don't give a shit about that factory. Like they don't give a shit about me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel like that's a, that's most jobs. And, you know, I, I've only worked factory, so I can't attest to other careers. Mm-hmm. But for me, I know that they'll just find somebody to replace me. Like I don't need and I can always find another job. Right. That, that's how I feel about it. Do what you love. Make make your life worthwhile, I guess. That, 
I'll cut it off there because I, I tend to <laughs> ramble. No, that's great. Um, no, I mean, I, I even appreciate that advice because I've been kind of dealing with that lately. Like, like I'm a chef and I'm a salary chef and I work like 60 hour weeks. But right, you're working a lot. Yeah. And, you know, I like I like doing this. Like, this is what I'd rather be doing. So it's like I've kind of made the decision in my own life to take a step back and take a, a lesser position. To, so that way I can like be around my wife and do this more often, you know. Yeah, yeah, you have to have things that you because like 60 hours a week, I bet you're you're making good money, but that's all you're I mean, you're just you're just going through the motions. Yeah. You know? It's rough, it's, man. And it's not it's not that you aren't passionate about cooking, which I'm sure you are or were, mm-hmm. but when you do like a like a job like that, oh, like you lose your passion for that kind. And that that's the same for even musicians. Like there's a lot mm-hmm. of there's a lot of musicians that we that we that are still putting out records, but it feels like their records are tired. You know, yeah, it yeah, feels yeah. like mm-hmm. like they're tired. They've they've been doing the same thing then without and honestly, probably listening more of to what people want than doing what they want. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so I think that's a good idea for you to take a you know, like you could still work, you can still cook. Uh, you don't have to work sixty hours a week, and you can do this. And I you're married, so you 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 have to especially with when you're trying to do this as like a, like a dream, like this is your dream to, to do this mm-hmm. po- podcast kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's a good, it's a smart decision, man. As long as you, as long as you aren't putting yourself in debt over it and just mm-hmm. you, you'll be happier, I think. Yeah, definitely. Cause when quarantine started, I was like able to do this a lot. And like, that's kind of how I grew to this point. Like I wouldn't be at this point I'm at now. So it's like, you know, I, I totally yeah, see where you're coming from. You know what I mean? I think it's great advice, basically. Thank you. I, sometimes I don't follow my own advice, but I, sometimes <laughs> I, give, I give some good advice sometimes. Hey, sometimes it's like that. And then you like fall back on it and you're like, hey, that was, that was fucking good advice. And I'm going to listen to myself on this one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But um, we're, we're basically at that hour mark and I'm going to start oh, yeah. wrapping it up or whatever. I want you to get back to your day with your kids and hanging out. Um, yep, like getting the pool. <laughs> yeah so like what are some guilty pleasures as far as music like something that you're not proud to admit but you listen to you know i'm not like i have no shame as a person like i mean that things i've done that i've probably shame shameful about you know in my past but like for music and movies and i if i like it i like it and if somebody doesn't like that i like it that's their fucking problem like <laughs> I, like i don't like i listen to britney spears i'll listen to fucking Christina Aguilera I listened to the Backstreet I, like when I was younger and I was like eight or nine like though, though, that was like I loved all that pop 90s mm-hmm. pop music and R&B and yeah, uh, I love Queen is one of my favorite bands of all time I love Queen mm-hmm. um Elton John just uh, whatever I mean I I listened to all even some country which you know I wouldn't say that would be my that'd be my least favorite of all genres mm-hmm. but there even there are some country songs and I'm like damn that that got me you know so i i have a wide spectrum and i don't have any like guilty pleasures because even tell the guys in like the the the, in the band like when we when we're touring i have like this specific tour playlist that i play Mm -hmm. and it'll it and you'll be listening all of a sudden you know stacy's mom will come on or (laughs) uh then you'll get uh all-star by smash mouth and just like all sorts you know you'll get 80s pop music you'll get 90s pop music Mm -hmm. so i'm just like i'm all over man i don't i don't have any guilty pleasures nice i feel you on that um so anyways is this is a question i usually end with and then we'll get into like final thoughts but um so like what is one last wish just say like knock on wood hopefully that doesn't happen but like say you're on death row or something like that and they're like hey we'll give you one last wish you can have anything in the world what would you pick holy shit people actually answer this right on the spot yeah man (laughs) oh man oh shit uh i was on death row probably for a crime i didn't commit right um because the justice justice system's broken um (laughs) it would probably have to do with food (laughs) <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> like uh i don't know like oh because i don't think i'd like 
if it, if it had to be like if I was on death row and I had to be in the prison, like mm-hmm. I don't know. And I mean, maybe if they like took me to like the movie theater, if I got like a like the option to like go see a movie. Like I would do that, um, or if like they set up a projector and like played like a movie that I really wanted to see right before I died, or uh, with like a badass meal. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like uh, I can't think of anything. I mean, unless like they want to do like some Folsom Blues kind of thing, where like Hollow Front like plays <laughs> plays in for all the prisoners, and then I get carted off to get murdered on ITV. Like that would be that would be uh, food in a movie would be uh, my thing. <laughs> That's a good answer, though. That's a good like answer. a big old ribeye steak, and just mm-hmm. like yeah, you know, just like the with all the fixings, like a baked potato loaded, mm-hmm. um, you know, just like a like a nice hearty American red meat meal, mm-hmm. and a movie. I've gotten that answer before on the show. <laughs> probably like probably like uh, if I was gonna die and it was like the Avengers movie was coming out in six months, I'd like my last wish is to watch <laughs> the Avengers movie. <laughs> be, I like that would it. Be my... <laughs> That's a good way to go out. It just seems like you're very, you don't. It doesn't take a lot to, you know, impress you, make you happy, right? Yeah, food, movies, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> music. I'm pretty. I'm a pretty simple dude. Nice. Well, I really appreciate all your time on the show, man. Is there any final yeah, thoughts dude. you want to leave behind to the viewers about your band or whatever you want to say before we head out? Yeah, if you haven't heard our new record, it's called uh, Loose Threads. Uh, you can find it uh, pretty much anywhere streaming-wise. Uh, I don't think we're on Pandora. I keep getting a lot of people being like, why aren't you on Pandora? And I'm like, <laughs> probably because Trap's on Pandora and I really don't want to be on. Yeah. No, I have no, I, I have no <laughs> idea why we're not on Pandora. They, maybe they just don't uh, send it there. But um, we're Google Play, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, all those. Um, you can find us on YouTube. We have like 10 or 12 music videos over the last four years um facebook instagram twitter we're all on all those just at hollow front twitter's at hollow front gr but i'm sure you'll you'll find it mm-hmm. um if you want to find us easily just go to google type hollow front it literally pulls up everything it's been mm-hmm. it's pretty nice uh, other than that uh, i appreciate you having me on the show and um i can't wait for the world to get back to normal so we can actually tour and where are you actually from by the way Oh, okay. So I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. Nice. So like, hell yeah, man. I'll get you out to a show, man. And well, hopefully we'll actually have like guest lists. We'll start getting the guests. We'll get you on the guest list. Nice. Bring yeah. out to the show. I'd love um, to have some extra coverage. Yeah, dude. Um, but yeah, I'm ready to get back on the road to meet everybody. And um, mm-hmm. I hope everybody likes the new record and uh, check it out if you haven't. And that's all I got. All right, so that was Tyler Tate from the metalcore band Hollow Front. Go check out their new album. As you said, Loose Threads broke a million streams in the first week and personally has been on repeat for me lately. So Thank thanks you. again, Tyler. Let me know if there's anything I can do for you guys. Uh, you've been great on the show. Dude, it's been a, it's been a really pl- real pleasure, man. I'm, uh, I'm excited for uh, people to see this episode because I thought we had fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had a lot of fun. Uh, we can do this again anytime you want. So uh, thanks Hell again. yeah, dude. Thank you so much, Seth. I hope you have a good rest of your day. All right, you too, man. Thank you. Yep, yep. Take it easy. Well, that pretty much does it for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please like the video and subscribe. That way you don't miss a new episode of Native Native Diamond Diamond Podcast. Podcast. And until I see you guys on a future video, shine Shine on. on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.